It's a race against time. Let's see how <laughs> off the rails I can go. Uh, okay. Underway here at the Dummy Run Podcast, a Minnesota United leaning MLS podcast that may mention the USL from time to time. I am Oscar Kraken. Back again is Grant Hirschberger, and Grant, three wins in the time span of a week. Feeling pretty good right now, right? Blue skies, things so are looking wait, up. Three wins in the time span of a week. Are you talking about? The high school across team that I coach. Yes, we also got three wins. In the, I just all right, to folks, that out. mark it down. Thirty seconds before he brought in a lacrosse reference. I had to brag about it. Uh, roll the grove. Roll the grove. <laughs> um, no, let's get back on focus, Grant. I take a week off, and all of a sudden, I'm just Rusty. winging it. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. What a rebound after that Austin game, right? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. was real fun to see the team react the way that they did so um lots of stuff to talk about where do you want to start alex it's good to be back by the way i i missed all you guys i missed alex i missed the confused faces he makes in the middle of me talking about things like actively reacting to uh what i'm saying yeah well it's good to have you back i mean Thanks. we had a great episode last week in your absence, it was good but it's good to have you back mika we've decided we'll be on um once every every couple of months to give us updates on new stadium food that she has tracked down. So I did like uh, the stadium food thing, and I do want to try the sauce mm-hmm. that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Um, David was very humble about this, but I, I am insanely jealous of how good of a radio voice he has. All of the listeners probably wish that he stayed on, and I don't blame them. Um, but, you know, we persevere. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers, and my battle is my awful voice. So, here we are. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. Well, going backwards. So, we talked before the Colorado game. I think you said we were going to win. I said maybe we're going to lose. None of of us said we're going to score three goals, but we did. That was great. Came away from that one feeling great. It was a little weird the way it all kind of unraveled quickly at the end on them, but like I came away from it feeling good. Not great, but good. Um, and actually, we talked after that, didn't we? We talked before the the, the Madison game. So I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Then we go down to Madison, uh, open cup. Well, let's just, can, can we react, or are you going to give the recap and then we'll react? To which part? Well, just like the Colorado game. Well, I we sh- talked after Colorado, remember? Did we? I think so. Oh, it seems so far away. I know. I all think right. we did. Or maybe it was just David and I who talked after Colorado. That's all right. We don't have to talk about it. Let's Doesn't keep matter. Let's move on. Hey, then we go down to Colorado. Balloons. Or we go down to Madison. Uh, open Cup, third round. Uh, put out like a pretty good lineup, right? Like it was a mixture of some first team guys, some some guys who are like second team. Um, overall, like pretty strong. Um and, I mean, obviously the big part was Adrian Unu, which, like, going into it, you're like, great. This is his chance to, like, get a couple goals, get his head straight. And then no goals in the first half. He misses a couple, like, ones that you would expect someone like him maybe to make. Or maybe that's open to interpretation, but I sure felt like it. And I definitely had a realization, like, oh, damn. Like, the flip side of this is, like, if he doesn't score a goal in this, again, you know, against this USL side, he is going to be even worse than where he was to begin with. But... He's in, like, the upside down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Remember that show, Stranger Things? Remember that? It's coming out again, man. Season yeah. five, three, four? Yeah, they're all they're all still pretending to be, like, middle schoolers, and they all have, like, mustaches. and They're, like, 30. They're 30. Uh, that's my favorite. That's my pop culture favorite thing is when people try to, actors try to pretend to be high schoolers when they're clearly, like, 35 years old. They've got, like, a super deep voice, and they're ripped, and it's like, yeah, I'm a sophomore. You're not a sophomore. Sophomore in college, maybe. Like, yeah. All right. Anyways, reactions to the Madison reactions game. Reactions to the Madison game. Love to see Adrian Anu um, get on the score sheet. I think the thing, my takeaway at this point, and I'm still an Adrian Anu stan, 
there's no buts here. It, it, I just, I still am. Stan? Um, that seems like a strong, I, mean, I don't know, would you say you're really a Stan, or would you just say you, you still have his back? Yeah, all right. Well, I uh, Probably Robin Lude's still my first and right. true love. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I'll say I have his back. And, and it's really cool, I think, to see how he has, in my opinion, very gracefully reacted to the lack of playing time. I mean, he really has, again, you got to talk about this guy's pedigree where he was playing in League Un, which, you know, top five league in the world. He's playing in, he played in Champions League games. He played against PSG, one of the most loaded teams in the world. And all of a sudden he goes to MLS and he's not getting playing time. And instead of throwing a fit, like, he just says, I'm going to keep working and try to help the team however I can. I mean, you got to love that kind of mentality. And I love seeing that rewarded with a goal. He just kept going. And, uh, you know, I think for those of, you know, those players out there who are strikers, you know, scoring goals is one of the most mental things. I think mm-hmm. goals and being a goalie, you know, you can be in huge ruts when things just aren't working. It's because you're too tense, you're overthinking, you're panicking, whatever. So I love to see that he got that goal. Um, and not how I thought it would happen, mm. but hey, man, if it's in the back of the net, I'm yeah. not asking questions. Yeah, Yeah, he had that... I don't want to say sitter, but it it like bounced down to him, and he 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 just swung through it pretty good, and and the goalie was there. Maybe he could have done better with it. The goalie also did well, um, and he just kind of didn't really know where he was. But I I was nervous for it. I think a goal is good. Um, he had scored on the weekend for this two team, and then scored against Madison, which is good. Um, so that's one nil. I don't know later in the game, some point uh, later on, uh, Brent Coleman. Scores on a header, um, and that's a 2-0 victory down in Madison on a very, very gross Wednesday night. Uh, that was the 83rd minute that Coleman scored. Um, couple first couple first caps. Oh, I should say in the 84th minute, then they got a red card too. So that was really goal and then a red card, and that's, that's all she wrote. Uh, did have a Which, couple first appearances. On, on, field, on field only, but quick shout-out for... for- well, I wouldn't even say on field, right? Because technically it's where the, the weird 2020 stuff happened. But uh, Brent Coleman really has done a very serviceable job as a backup. I mean, what you would expect out of a backup center back, you, you can't ask for a lot more. He slots in super mm-hmm. well with Debassi or Boxall. And, you know, he's not a gigantic liability. And, like, what else can you ask more for your backup center back just nothing and then he gets headers right he gets a couple of goals every now and then or that absurdly low angle shot he had uh last year if you remember Mm -hmm. that one where it's just no angle at all and he magically got it in the net but i don't know it's nice to see i think last year we hyped up the depth so much and it didn't pan out Mm -hmm. and this year the depth is legit and it's been tested at pretty much every position maybe except for you know, the 10 spot. Yeah. I mean, especially when you think about what we're paying him and, you know, he's not taking an international spot. Um, he's, he's a solid, I mean, yeah, you know, it sucks that the whole like end racism shirt that he had to go make. Um, but whatever, you know, when it comes to the, you know, the game, he's a great person to have on the team. You don't feel like we need to explain any of that, do we? No. Our listeners, God, if, no. if, if, okay, we're not going to explain it. If you want to know the common thing, Google it and, and just, yeah, whatever. Or DM us. I don't care. I'll explain it, but I just, we don't need to talk about it. No. Okay. Couple, uh, Azil Jackson got into that match, didn't he? Yeah. Foot Mob says he doesn't, didn't, but uh, he, he did. Um, so that was his first appearance. Chase Gasper got in, which is good. Um, he got a yellow card rhetoric, which is kind of funny. Um, we did put Luis right Maria. Right back to his form. Yeah, Luis Maria and Fragapane in there as well for a bit, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, I don't know. Overall, kind of what you'd expect. Like, we went down there and we won. It wasn't pretty, but, like, the night was gross, and, like, we won handedly, um, which a lot of MLS teams didn't do. Overall, great. I don't know. Yeah. I So, I... I'm very reluctantly saying this because I don't think these players are the same players or same talent level. In fact, I'm almost regretting starting this uh, but here preface. We are. But here we are. 
Do you remember when Angelo Rodriguez, like, kind of balled out in the Open Cup? Like, because he had, a, most of his goals were in the Open Cup. Do you remember that? Honestly, no. I don't remember that. Okay. Those of us but who But I trust know, that it know. happened. Yeah. Well, because he had, like, Darwin had a bunch, and then he had, like, I think it was, like, six goals. I mean, it was something solid. Hmm. Um, I feel like, in parentheses, Adrianu is a far, far better player and still should be starting or playing for the Loons. Still should First be starting? Team. Well, well, we'll address that. Starting or getting significant playing time. Okay. But he could. I honestly think he could be one of those U.S. Open Cup Golden Boot guys. Mm-hmm. That's how I see him. And honestly, that's. I mean, if we end up winning the Golden Cup, the Golden Cup, the Open Cup, the Golden Cup's way cooler. Yeah. You gotta like say a riddle to a giant sphinx though, yep. and it, it's yep. like way complicated. It's over in. Um, yeah. Anyways, so. Um, no, I think that he could be a golden boot type guy, and if we end up winning the Open Cup, I mean, that's a cool, cool, you know, contribution to the mm-hmm. team. That'd be huge. That'd be huge. Real big. Yeah. Um, we said we we're going to keep this episode shorter, so I think we're just going to move on. Um, yeah, it's already fun. Thursday when we're recording this, so uh, we'll probably shoot for like a 45-minute episode, and uh, we'll hit you all next week. So that's Madison. Um, we draw... Colorado, whatever, like the next day or Friday, whatever it was. Uh, so we will play Colorado at home um, in the fourth round. Um, they can't play Jesse Zardes when they play us because he's already been tied to Columbus in this tournament. So that's, I guess, good. Wait, how does that work? He's basically like cap tied or like whatever. He, since he played for Columbus in this tournament and then got traded, he can't now play for his new team. Like you're already, you're done. You've been... You've been for that team, and you can't just jump around. That's kind of... I mean, I'm not necessarily mad about it, but that's weird, right? Can we agree it's a little weird? I don't know. It's not as weird as a gentleman's agreement to not play the team that you just got traded from, so... Who okay, knows, that, man? Don't... That's Moving conf- on. That, it doesn't matter. Uh, another oh, thing that so happened hard. on Friday is... Alex, Hassani not good at Dotson, on. Hassani Dotson goes down with a with an ACL and is out for the season. I mean, damn, right? This is good. We all, that we talked sucks. about this year. This is his year. This is his year to like make his mark, and he was well on his way, especially with, with Will Trapp having his issues, which actually he looked great on the weekend. But um, super shitty. Super shitty. Super shitty. Yeah. I mean, it, it strictly X's and O's, like, that's a position we, like, both, both right oh, back. I don't don't and, even finish that sentence. That just and, feels like, bad. You know, to center defensive midfielders, like, we have good options at now, but, but man, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Um, once I, again, I'm happened of the in training, which that uh, there's no such thing as good injuries. You know, I know that's, that's controversial, but I know, I know where you. That's why. That's why we're not more popular is because you have those comp- you know controversial takes like that. People are like, I can't listen to this hot take artist saying injuries are bad. It's just he no. Um, this guy don't care about the, nothing. What's the return time on an ACL injury? Do you know? He's done for the season for sure. Well, yeah, for, for the season, but likely or hypothetically, you could be back by next season. Yeah, at this point, I would think he's 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 in good shape by the time next season rolls around. Okay. You know, I think it depends right. on a lot of things, but um, I would sure think so. Well, rest up, prayers up for Hassani, and uh, get well soon, my friend. And hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get. Uh, you know, a banger from you next year. Yeah. Come back better and stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Then going into the weekend against Chicago, a team that had only been scored on twice all year long and uh, only one goal per game uh, in two games. Um, I was expecting a 1-0 victory at the best, if not. Uh, but my, my general consensus was that this had nail-nail tie written all over it. Grant, since you didn't get to talk about it because you weren't on the podcast, going into this, where was your head at? Um, you know, I honestly nothing, nothing worthwhile to add. I was I was in the same boat as you. I thought it was going to be probably zero zero, maybe one zero if we squeak out some kind of you know counterattack goal. Um, but yeah, did not expect three zero and um. I love that 
you know, uh, I don't even want to give extra time the time of day. So I'm just going to say I love that. They just paid no attention to the fact that, you know, the best defensive team in the league just got three goals dunked on them. But, you know, whatever, who cares? What did you think of the first half? Because I've heard a lot of people say, like, the first half was unwatchable. It was super boring. Uh, I was at the game. I thought it looked good. Um, I rewatched it the next morning and kind of thought the same. Like, yeah, it wasn't very pretty soccer, obviously. Like, there were, like, some bad turnovers and, like, you know. But overall, I thought we looked pretty strong the whole game. I was happy with our, you know, not, again, there were mistakes that were made, but I didn't feel like the way that it's, you know, we, we've seen some really rough games this year where we, we show up and you can tell right away, like, we're just not in this. Um, and I actually felt pretty confident, you know, right from the jump. Yeah, I don't um, agree like that it was boring. I think the only boring soccer is when you have a team parking the bus and a team that doesn't know how to unlock you know, a parked bus defense. Mm-hmm. That's To me, that's the only... And, and I don't think Chicago was necessarily parking the bus. I, I think both teams were kind of going at it. They were moving. They were having opportunities. So, yeah, they didn't land. But, like, I don't know. You know, just because there wasn't a goal in the first half doesn't mean it was boring. Yeah. I mean, we watch soccer, guys. You know, it, you know. It's um, crazy to see Jakiri there. Yeah. Those I mean, calves, man. No, they're... Yeah, like he's, he's, a, he's two, just a crazy-shaped human being in general. None of his proportions make sense, um, and he's just got like T-bone steaks strapped to his calves. Like mm-hmm. he's just jealous. Yeah, every day. Is you know, like day. the like the postal mailboxes, like they're on like the street corners downtown. Yeah, yeah. That's he's that shape. He's like a USPS <laughs> mailbox. Yes, yes. And I love I love watching him play. Like he he did look good. He doesn't look you know slow or anything like that. Um. No, I, I thought the the first half was fine, and then you know second half we start turning it on, and and it was really, man, it's so good to see this offense finally clicking. I don't think that, you know, obviously you have to bear in mind that they went down a man eventually, right? But I would say that really the game flow was heading in our direction. We scored before they were down a man, mm-hmm. and even once they were down to ten men. I still probably think we would have, the way the game was heading, pre-red card, I still think we would have at least gotten one more goal. Yeah, so first half, we each had one good chance. Um, They had probably a second chance that was a little bit better than any of our second chances, but other than those one, we each had one really good chance, it was basically nothing the first half. Um, Second half, it started out a lot the same. They probably had a a little bit better of the chances. Um, and, and going into halftime, we we heard from Heath. We didn't uh, we didn't hear like directly from him, but you know on the broadcast they talked about this was a quote from Adrian Heath that he was not happy with the performance. He felt like they were turning the ball over too easy, which is fair. And he said like if they can't get it together, I'm going to make changes sooner rather than later. Which I think he kind of landed somewhere in the middle because we end up with subs in the 62nd minute, which. I think it's pretty standard, but for him, I guess that is a little earlier. Um, Abu Dunlady comes on for Fregapane, and Bongi comes on for Luis Amaria, who had another rough game. Um, quick side note on Luis Amaria. People who listen to this podcast know that like I'm a big... <laughs> I like to read into how they look in warm-ups. Uh, before, the last drill they do is that shooting drill, um, which, by the way, if you're in the Wonderwall, you need to start paying attention when that drill starts because it's a very dangerous drill. Um, and... Last week, I said that uh, Frank uh, Franco looked good, and uh, um, end up Find switching him out. You got it. You got yeah, it. Yep. End up switching him out of my lineup, and he did not do well. But this week, I think I texted you and said Ray looked good, Amaria looked really bad, um, and that proved to be true this game. Amaria had another rough showing, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, Alex DMs me before every game, and he'll be like, this guy looks so good. This guy looks so bad. This guy looks so good. Like... And I usually, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, I usually don't see those DMs until halfway through the game yeah. when I'll finally like check my you know Twitter mm-hmm. DMs, and then I'm like, oh, cool. Sounds good. You know? yeah, it's it's right like 30% of the time. But uh... but I love I love it and never stop. Yep. Never stop. Great. Um, but yeah, Dunlady and and um, 
Bong, you really do feel like what's turned the game on its head. Um, you know, that happens in the 62nd minute. Um, just 10 minutes later, we score our first goal, Emmanuel Reynoso, from a Bongi assist. Um, let's stop there, though. Do you think, you know, the, the debate now is, okay, so the last couple games, this sub has made the huge difference. Why don't we just start starting them instead of waiting to the 60th minute to put them on? Um, what do you think of that line of thinking? I think it lacks context. Mm. Um, and I think that, that's not to insult either of those players. I think um, Bongi is a player with incredibly high upside, but I think right now his game is pretty raw, and his best, um, you know, asset to the game is running at tired legs. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that I don't think that in a year or two he couldn't be a guy who is a full-time starter, full-time impact player, and I think maybe even less, honestly. But he's got to iron out some stuff, and that's totally okay. I just think that right now, when you look at when these guys are coming on and making their impacts, you know, don't forget that the players they're playing against have been, you know, running for an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what's happening. So, you know, if we start them next game, we might see something different. Maybe he does ball out all 60 minutes, you know, and then get subbed off for Franco or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I mean, just remember that, and then remember that, like, stuff changes as the game progresses and gets later, and, and you know, different players are reading things differently. I, I mean, we say goals change games, but also both teams are feeling each other out and, and learning new things. You know, who knows how it looks if he starts maybe we score three goals right in the first half maybe we i don't know flame out and then he doesn't score in the first 60 minutes then gets subbed out and then we don't score because we don't have a big impact sub like there's nothing wrong with being a super sub in my mind yeah well yeah and i mean yeah i don't first off i would say like i don't think you know, I, I don't think that's the right way to think. If if Bongi starts on the weekend, I'm not my like, my oh, way my. isn't the right way. Or the- no, the people who think the Bongi should be starting oh. because that's where the goals are coming from. <laughs> I would, you know, Bongi start on the weekend. I won't be like, this is the terrible decision. Like, okay, yeah, let's let's flip flop and see how that goes. You know, but I still think that this is the right way to do it with with Bongi coming on, Bongi and specifically Bongi and Abu coming on at the 60th minute. Um, you know, I think it, one two. They call it like a one-two punch for a reason, right? I think not only would we see probably the rawness of Bongi's game become much more evident if you drew it out over sixty minutes versus thirty minutes. Um, I think that you would you would see pretty quickly that you know maybe he's he's running out of ideas or he's becoming a little too predictable or again just a lot of the things that are maybe covered up by the fact that he's playing against tired legs. Um, but also, I think it's a great flip-flop right like you start with with Franco and you know Amaria or you know maybe at some point we start taking Ludo out. I don't think that happens but um who are very you know who are playing a certain way um and not only do you deal with them for 60 minutes but then you get Bongi on who is just I mean he doesn't even know what he's going to do so I don't know how anyone else is supposed to like defend him he's he's just fast and young and doing things that you wouldn't really expect him to do and like sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't um I think that works to his advantage, not only just because of tired legs, but because of the contrast of the person he came on for. Um, you know what's fun, though, is like there are some players that try creative things, and you're like, oh, don't do that. No, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Bongi is the player who, like, there's almost nothing he could do on the field that I wouldn't be like, all right, you know, yeah. Yeah. do your thing, man. Yeah, like, go for he it. Could, he could literally run the ball from the left wing straight across the middle to the right wing, go back towards Dane St. Clair, and then go back towards the mm-hmm. goal. And I'd be like, all right, where are we going next with this, man? Like, yeah. in my mind, like, I don't know what he's going to do next, but I love every minute of it. And he, he's got a green light to me. Go yeah. create. I don't care. It's just fun to see him try stuff. And you're like, it's never cookie cutter. It's always right. like, oh, Okay. Okay. Well, and I think that's kind of part of what led to our first goal is that like you just they have no idea what he's going to do, and there's kind of nothing he won't go for. Um, so when he he's dribbling that pass, yeah. When then when he he starts dribbling directly at two defenders, um, and despite the fact that it seems like he you know realistically he's probably not going to try and do that, 
Um, he ends up sucking in third because I, I think just because like people are not sure what he's going to do. Um, and that leaves, you know, Reynoso sitting wide open at the top of the six. Um, but Which you might want to guard that guy, right? Yeah, probably. Go figure. I mean, I don't know. Historically speaking, he's not been a goal scoring threat. Because so. he's um, never been that open at the top of the box. Like, there was nobody nearby. Yeah. But even in that situation, he still takes probably one too many touches. I think that pass actually, when he hits that pass, I think it either bounces off the defender's foot or they hit it like at the same time. Like he could not have taken another millisecond on the ball. Um, so even in, even when it goes well, there's still signs of him, you know, question questionable decision making, perhaps. Bongi. Bongi. Yeah. Yeah. I think it falls into kind of like that age old, you know, the debate of like turnovers and quote unquote poor choices combined with chance creation mm-hmm. because you do you have to take risks and so you can the question is is it under control and intentional or is he just wildly out there and i think you know it's a little bit of both for bongi right now he is raw but like he's trying to do stuff and it's yeah. working so i'm yeah. about it and I'm we didn't it. even we really talked a lot about him and not a lot about abu because i think he also falls into the question of like, do we shake up the starting lineup, right? Yeah. Would you? I don't know. I I think. Would you start Dunlady? I wouldn't know. I mean, we kind of already said that for both players, anyways. Yeah. Like, both of us think that just because they're good subs doesn't mean we need. I to think start the only lineup. way that I, I'd say that you start Abu is if you feel like the striker position is getting a big enough issue that you need to start Lude up top. In which case. I have no problem starting Abu on the right the way he's been finishing off the game. I don't think it's going to go great. Um, and honestly, I, 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 at this point, I would rather see, you know, give Nico Hansen the look out there. He's been, he's been looking great. Um, but I, I'm just not there yet with Abu, and I, I think he's been doing great at these games, um, but I'm not quite there yet with him. He, he still has some glimpses where you're like, it's not – he's he still is a good player. Like – he pulls, um, gosh, I don't know if this is the Colorado game, where he dragged the defender for the Robin Lude goal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you, was that the Colorado game? Yes. Yep. Where he made a really good near post run. It leaves Robin Lude way open. Yep. And then, you know, he buries the ball. And so, I don't know. I just, I, I love to see players find success in whatever roles and, like, my athletic career was very much being a very narrow role player. You know, mm-hmm. I was never a, a elite or star player. I was just the guy who had one little job, but I was going to do my job well. And I love when players find that and and exceed in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think maybe that's Abu. Maybe that's Bongi. Maybe they deserve to be starters, but we'll see. And, like, that's a good place to be for a team. Mm-hmm. These questions and decisions are a wealth of riches. Yeah, I said this in our chat earlier. Like, part of me kind of looks forward to like you know mid July when we have like a Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, or you know Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, something like that, um, where the season's kind of you know elongated and maybe every point doesn't feel quite as important as it did in the first couple months. You know, where you really feel like you know the the table is starting to kind of sort itself out and maybe there's a little breathing room. and you see someone, you know, you, you see you see a lineup that's that's kind of a little bit of a punt. You know, you're you're playing Wednesday night in San Jose, you know, and you're like, okay, we're gonna just like put these guys on the on the field. If we get a win, fantastic. A point is great. If we drop them, whatever. Sometimes that happens, you know. Because um, I think it'd be exciting to see. Yeah, you know, does a boost start? Do we see Nico Hansen finally get back into the first team a bit? Um, you know, do we have a situation where we put a new up top with someone else? Um, kind of a mixture of like the two team and you know first team stuff. I think that'll be interesting when those games come. Um, but anyways, that goal comes in the 72nd minute. Um, just a few, you know, five minutes later, something like that. Um, Navarro gets his second yellow card, and it's a red. Um, he had been covering Reynoso the whole game. Um, that was talked about on the broadcast that that was the game plan, was it for him to follow Reynoso around all game. Um, early on in the first half, or in the first half, they had a couple run-ins where they 
got up kind of like half mad at each other, but also like half joking because I think they kind of knew what was going on, and um, I believe they're from similar regions. Um, but funny enough, neither of his yellow cards came against Reynoso. He got one for an, an elbow or shoulder to the face of, I believe it was O'Neill Fisher. Um, and then his second yellow came on a slide tackle on Robin Lude that uh, he did not touch him. It was very clearly, uh, very clearly did not touch him, but he was in a bad spot. And when you make those tackles, like those things can happen. Um, but to your point, I don't know that that is as big a turning point as some would lead you to believe that it is. That was in the 77th minute. I we love how you said to your point on a point that I made like 15, 16 minutes ago. To your point. Well, okay, but you still Roll made back. that point, so you get what I mean. Um, but yeah, to your point from previously, I don't think that had as big of a deal as people making it out to be. That the didn't have as, have as big of a deal. Have as big of an impact as some people are making it out to be. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think it did. I do think, so one thing that's interesting is like this slide tackle, I think encapsulates a very interesting conversation, which is intent versus like result. Mm. So for example, um, he did not make contact with Robin Lude. I I will fully admit that, right? Mm -hmm. But if he did, we would probably all agree that it was a yellow card. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if Robin Lude wouldn't have yanked his feet up, it would have been a yellow card. So then you get into these conversations about, so should he have been given that yellow since he didn't actually make contact? And and that, I think, is a very interesting and slippery slope, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it. But, like, is it clearly what would have happened if player A didn't move out of the way or... Is it like, well, you know, Robin jumped over, so there's no need to really talk about it. It's no yellow, so he's just on one yellow, whatever. Like, what do you think? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird... Right, like, nothing about what you did prevented you from actually attacking the other player, right? Like, they were the Mm -hmm. ones that got out of the way, and, like, you did what you did. So it's almost like, you know, yes, that still should be called the same way. Um, but it is, yeah, it is kind of a weird call. Like, you know, how do you start to then draw the line? Um, there's a lot, there like are if sports. Like, you, if you were to punch or try to punch someone and they duck, mm-hmm. and that's an extreme example, but, like, you still threw the punch. You would still right. did a thing that would have been penalized, and just because it didn't land doesn't mean you shouldn't have some kind of repercussions. Mm-hmm. It's trickier because a punch is, like, a dramatic example and and slide tackling in and of itself is legal so you know you can't really, but the the tackle he had you know i think you can justify being a yellow right well and also i mean slide tackles are like an interesting thing because it's it's like a movement that is is evident right like in football if you reached out and tried to hold someone and didn't grab their jersey you wouldn't say like oh see there how he like reached out and closed his hand he was trying to hold that person but he just didn't successfully do it that's still a holding penalty right like you, you were trying that, to cheat but you were bad at it yeah you like that doesn't make sense but like a slide tackle is enough of like a different movement outside of like what else is happening that like it's evident, and it's also like, where did you start? Where did you end? You know, like, what was your foot position? Where I think it does lead itself to being more open to intent versus a lot of other calls in other sports. Um, so I'm and okay with it the- to a certain degree, especially when it's like this, where it's like, again, like, at the moment you started making that tackle, it was already evident that, like, you were in a bad spot. You were trying to make up for it. Like, you went to ground early and aggressively, and, like, all of those things are true. Even if you didn't end up hitting the guy in the end, like that was still not a a, a, a smart or fair or legal play. Maybe and legalist. you were nowhere near the ball. Like the right. ball was progressed. The other flip side of it too is like when you do make contact and it's accidental or incidental or unintentional. Mm-hmm. You know, and so do you penalize the guy because well you were reckless because even though you didn't mean to, you didn't see the guy, you still made contact. You know, it's a, it's a tough problem. And like, I don't, nobody loves refs. Right. But I don't 
think we give enough credit to refs on certain situations where it's like you have to judge so many things so quickly and yes we have var but like var you and david Mm -hmm. talked about it right var is a gift and a curse at the same time because it can clear the waters and muddy them Mm -hmm. with the exact same action you know so oh it looks very clear cut at full speed you know running it through but then you slow it down frame by frame and oh this thing happened right it it's so like it's tricky and and you don't want to just put it all on the ref so yeah a yellow i think it could go either way right i think that's if either one i would have been fine with yeah i think it's a fair yellow yeah. I mean, and the other part of this argument is like, well, that's also why like you don't pick up your first yellow, right? I think like a lot of times people kind of treat, you know, forget that like the point of a yellow is to like give you some a caution. It's a yeah, caution. It's a caution. You need like, to you, you need to relax. You got to yeah. slow your roll. And you look at the um, two. I'm looking at the FB ref lineup right now. We only had one yellow, which is Will Trap, and they had. Four total, two on Navarro, but uh, Gaston Jimenez and mm-hmm. Miguel Navarro also had yellows. It's like maybe you guys need to readjust how you're playing. Like everyone knows that different refs have different tolerances for physicality or aggression or whatever. If you're not responding to that, then that's kind of on you. Yeah. You know, if you have a ref that's letting them play. Keep going. Keep being physical. If you mm-hmm. have a ref that's very conservative, very player safety oriented or whatever, it's probably a little gaslighting, but whatever. I don't care. Then, like, okay, you have to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, again, like, they put their strategy was for Navarro to stick on Reynoso. And, like, when you have a player whose whole thing is running around the field, like, following people, yeah, you're going to, you know, you have a higher likelihood of him, of him getting a second yellow. And like you said, though, how wasteful is it, though, that the yellow wasn't even on Reynoso? Yeah. If yeah. you're going to get a, a cheap hit, you might as well get one yellow on Reynoso. Like, I don't uh, advocate for it. Emmanuel, if you're listening, I'm Kinda sorry. Sounds like I'm, you not, do. I'm not. No, yeah. but f- uh, so I'm a defensive coach, right? So I'm thinking from a defensive coach standpoint, if you're going to burn a yellow, it might as well be against their best player, not mm-hmm. their left back, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. Whatever. Anyways, and you know, it's a red card. I, it's a second yellow too, so I don't think there's much they can do about it at that point. Um, so, but that, but again, like I was saying, I think that that you know, three goals against a ten man in Colorado, like, isn't necessary. Or sorry, a ten man in Chicago, isn't necessarily a, a fair way to to frame this game because we scored one with ten men, and so now they're you know, sorry, we scored one with with when when full strength eleven v eleven. So they were already going to have to come out and try and do something to get back in the game, um, you know. Which, which right away, as a team that's not strong at scoring, if you know, as they begin to push more, I like our odds. Um, and the and other thing is, oh, go we ahead. We play so much worse when we're man down. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it's true. an advantage for them, you know. <laughs> um, but this is also in the seventy-seventh minute. I mean, they had only made one sub before that in the sixty-third minute. Um, and immediately after that, they make, you know, three subs um, using four of their five. Um, so I don't think it's, you know, it's not like we, we they got, they went down a man in like the 12th minute and by like the 90th minute, they were all so dead. We, we finally begged home, you know, two more goals. Um, I still feel very good about us scoring three goals against this team, even if they were 10 men. I agree. I agree. I, I think... If we were eleven v eleven the whole game, I still think the game ends two to zero. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm okay with saying, yeah, that third goal comes because we have a guy extra. But like it, the way the game was trending, I do think we still would have scored another one. And that's a a compliment to us because I do think we are a good offense that's finally kind of clicking. And Chicago's a great defense; they're a good mm-hmm. team. They have to find their offensive angle. And they will because, you know, Shakiri is a great player. But I think this was our game. We played a lot better. Yep. One thing worth noting is if you look through their lineup, I don't know if you're looking right now, but they have got some of the best names out there. Uh, Stanislav Ivanov. Incredible. Kasper Prizelko. 
you know, mm-hmm. all the consonants in the world. Uh, Rafael Shizikos. That's C Z I C H O S. I no idea. Uh, Boris Sikulic and Gabriel Slanonia. Like they just great names, great names. Impossible to get right on the first try. But uh, I digress. What else should we talk about? Fantasy? MLS fantasy? Well, we, we still have two goals here. I mean, I don't think we needed to talk we about are, them too oh, too intently. But, yeah, you know, Ariaga finally gets one off a header, which I think we're going to see a lot more of. He is so strong in the Beauty. air. And, you know, he he's not only tall, but he's very strong in the air and seems to really understand, like, the physics behind, you know, getting getting a good some power behind it. Um, that's he was 100% minute. for aerial duels in yeah. that game, by the way. Dude is dude is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, is that okay? Can we take one second? Yeah, is why that not? The pound for pound, dollar for dollar, is that Minnesota United's best signing? I think it's too early to tell, um, and I think you could still argue like no matter how much you paid for Anelso, like he has still delivered mm-hmm. on that more. I mean, yes, the numbers are all way higher, but like he is still. I mean. If he's playing well, like I think his family being in this country will lead to him doing, like he is one of the better players in MLS. So yeah, you paid a lot more for him, but I still think there's an argument that he is still this. But yes, Ariaga is has been just a crazy signing, just a crazy signing. In my opinion, dollar for dollar, that's a very specific caveat. He is the best signing we've ever had, yeah. just because. He was so cheap. He was so cheap. And he's clearly going to be, in my opinion, an impact central mid- midfielder for us. Midfielder. Uh, I'm willing to... What's that? <laughs> you said midfielder. Continue. Midfielder. midfielder. I wanted a little, put a little accent mark, yeah. a little tilde. Um, but I, I just think he's so good. And I think that we got him on such a good deal. And whenever his contract comes to an end, he's going to get a big-ass payday. So good yeah. for him. I don't mean goal, to though. say I told you so, but like I definitely told you so. Not you, tell me? but like the collective okay. you. Yeah, okay. There was, I was when, say, when we... preseason there was talk about like, well, you know, but Ariaga off the bench could be a good. And I was like, I don't. And I and I did question myself, so I'm not gonna spike the ball too hard here because you you all did make me question my my just Rain Man like you know knowledge of this sport and everyone in it. But he's saying that very ironically, by the way. <laughs> But I was like, dude, I think this guy is gonna be like a, a he is a he is a sure out and out starter for sure. Anyways, let's just move on from that. There's nothing good that can come from it. Um, Emmanuel there's Inoso, nothing good from like dunking on the one thing you got right when there's so many things that collectively you and I both get yeah. wrong all the we time. We pulled like, up our preseason predictions for the table the other day, and they are not looking good. But we got plenty of time. That's my favorite thing about soccer. 30-second like bit is that nobody is right consistently enough to be cocky. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, not the top analysts, not the most bottom like just, you know, Twitter trolls. Nobody's yeah. right enough to be cocky. So, be humble, just roll with the punches. You're right about some things, you're wrong about other things. That's great. But like so many people try to be like, "Oh, I was right about mm-hmm. this thing." Okay, dude, and tell me all the other things you were wrong about, right? You and I are wrong on a minute-by-minute basis, you know? Yeah, We are the dummies. That that video of, like, the guy shooting the apple off the kid's head, and, like, everyone cheers, and, like, (laughs) zoom out, and he, like, he already shot the kid, like, 30 times. Like, like, oh, nailed that one. Like, yeah, but you missed all of these other ones. (laughs) Yeah, but that one shot was great. And so let's call it what it is, Alex totally nailed the Ariaga prediction. So well done. Uh, Reynoso gets his curtain call <laughs> after that assist. Um, he comes off uh, four minutes later, two minutes later. Um, we get the Robin Lude goal. Again, a huge switch off Ariaga's foot that's just beautifully um, into kind of the corner area. Lude goes and picks it up, plays it back to Bongi. Bongi hits him through again. Um, Lude just roasts uh, um, Omsberg, who had been playing like pretty good and then kind of fell apart at the end. Um, and we make it three. Did he get a nutmeg on that goal? I've actually watched it a bunch of times. I can't tell if he nutmegged him or if he just kind of like crossed him over. You know, like he definitely like 
made a move like he was going to go inside and then cut back real sharp. I kind of think it went in front of both of his feet um, because Ariaga was, or uh, because Almsberg was like trying to like keep him from going between his legs. Um, but it was, either way, it was real pretty. And if it wasn't for that Miami goal, I think he would have gotten goal of the week. I, I love how humble he was in his post-game interview where he was talking about how like, it's a trick that I've tried many times since my childhood and it finally worked this time. Like, you know, <laughs> I've, I've tried it for a while and, you know, it, it finally landed. But yeah. it was great. I mean, that was a 1v1 off the dribble, get some space. And then I think that was a right-footed goal for mm-hmm, me. It was. So, like... Very calm, knows, right? very calm, too. So, let's slap him on that left wing, baby. Yeah, easy, easy. Um... All right, that's it. 3-0. Clean sheet. Dane St. Clair, another great performance. Good save. Um, Will Trapp does pick up a yellow card, so he is out versus LAFC on the weekend, which is probably the only thing you could point to and say uh, not a great outcome from that match. So who starts with Ariaga in the central midfield? Rosales, I think. Yeah. Right? Unless we, do some, Hon- unless we do some other formation. But I think that Ronaldo I'm officially calling choice. that the Honduran hot dish. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Right, right? a little bit of Honduras, a lot of little bit of Minnesota. Right, the Honduran hot dish. That's Ariaga Rosales combined. I'm yeah. pumped. They, I love them. I'm super high on both those guys. I think they are really good assets to the team, and I really mm-hmm. hope we pick up the purchase option for Rosales. I would have to think we would. Yeah, I mean he's already proven to be. A really good piece for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else on that game? I think that's it. Yeah. We we get Adrian Unu in in the 89th minute, yep. which, like, I, I think Heath has gotten better about some of his subs. I'm still a teeny, teeny, teeny bit Heath out. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's gotten better about some of his subs, and I'll give him credit for that. But, like, what do you... There's, in my mind, there's, like, almost no reason to sub a player on in the 89th minute. Well, just like, run at the clock, right? I mean, that's that's got to be what that's sure, about. Sure, but, like, I don't... Yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. I think for every second a player, like, walks off the field, like, in the 89th minute, a ref is going to go, all right, that's one more minute. Like, yeah. I just... I don't, I don't think that works that late in the but it game. happens almost every game well but i think like you said it before like a couple of podcasts ago where it was like if you build up your time wasting in the 70th mm. minute that's when it's more effective that late in the game the ref's going you know clock's ticking man i'm gonna go another minute you know that's fair that's my that's my opinion and also kind of your opinion so yeah. you have to agree with me <laughs> You're, you have no choice. I've I feel like I got you. backed into a corner on that one. You got backed into Wouldn't you agree that you have <laughs> some the lawyer tactics? The text here say, Mr. Yeah. Kraken. Yeah. That... yeah. All right. All right. What uh, else did you talk about? How did you do in fantasy this week? My my clock finally ran out. I had gotten by a couple weeks in a row with like some bad scores where I just played people who played even worse. Uh, this weekend, I played my buddy, August, who was actually like, you know, historically an American football fan, and he has started getting more into soccer as... Uh, over these last couple of years, uh, and he 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 got me pretty good actually. I I captain Jack, Jack Price who went out injured right away, and had a Why couple would other you really captain Jack Price because that guy he takes a lot of their kicks and stuff. Man, he he's not a bad shout. Um, there's <laughs> what? Uh, there's so many other players. Whatever, that you can man. I had a, okay. I had a rough week. I had a rough weekend. Yeah, so I lost. <laughs> Um, but I'm back in it better than ever this week, and you know I'm, I'm my goal is 80 this week. Okay. How'd yeah. you do? You won. You got like 101 points or something like that. Yeah, I was I was doing real good, and I captained Zellerayan who didn't play, so I yeah, can't even so talk. Yeah, so don't talk to me about captains. <laughs> I can't. I can't even talk. I'm I'm a big hypocrite. Uh, but th- also, from a guy who doesn't pay attention, it's a good captain. I just didn't know that he wasn't going to play in that game yeah we've we've been doing all right you know we're um we're doing all right we're hanging in there that's such a terrible excuse what is it was a good choice i just wasn't paying attention like (laughs) no no. yeah all my excuses are bad i never have a good excuse i just talk enough till you forget it or you're like all right let's move on right yeah that's fair 
So let me talk one more time about how it's a good excuse. So yeah. here's the. Okay. Anyways, uh, it was a nice win. I missed that opportunity to literally captain anybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, fantasy team is going well. What, Alex, mm-hmm. f- for the listeners, mm-hmm. if you're willing to share it, what formation are you rolling with? I usually do like a three five, three four three. Right, that's yep. ten. You can do th- no. Or if you I use a three, three five two. two. I do a yep. three five two. Yeah, yep. because I just feel like midfielders are where your points are going to come from the most. Um, so I usually do a three five two unless there's some weekend where I feel like there's a couple strikers who I really feel are going to go off. Um, but typically, I, I'm sticking with the three five two. Mm-hmm. What about you? That's a that's a good uh, uh, choice. I, I'm a three five two guy too. Yeah. I I picked up on it last year, like you're saying, I noticed the most point scores were typically midfielders, and so I was like, I just, you know, I'm getting my ass kicked every week, and so I was like, I gotta try something different, so this year I started doing 3-5-2, and it worked really well, but for our listeners, the much better formation is a 5-3-2. Uh, so try that five three two. It's controversial. People are talking about it left and right. It's worth trying, though. Trust me. Terrific. Um, Michigan Loon. About... We still got. Let's right, look at the right. table here. Michigan Loon and uh, Robin Loon, Prince of Thieves, are both still undefeated and sitting at the top of the table. Uh, Michigan Loon has Robin Loon, Prince of Thieves, by just a couple points. There, uh, actually, I guess it's a it's a pretty good amount. Thirty two. Um, from there, we got a couple seven and one teams. Um, Grant, you and I are sitting at six and two. You're in seventh, and I'm in ninth. Um, Sorry, I didn't hear that. Could you say that? One? You're in seventh, and I'm in ninth. Yeah. Say it one more time, or you got that? Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> uh, frequent guest of the show, David Vinji, is in twenty seventh place at three <laughs> and five. So that away. Uh, I play Astra Loon this weekend, and they are in 36th place. Um, How do we have so many people in our league? Hey, we have 42 I'll, people I'll say, in the league. Thank you to everyone who joined. That's yeah. fun. That it's is been really a lot fun. of fun. It's just like almost kind of hilarious how many of you guys have joined in on our on our league. So thank you for joining because 42 people is a, a ton of people. Do you think there's no way we play through everybody, right? Clearly we can't. Yeah, that's a good point because we also have playoffs, so we, we end like early. Um, I don't know, but it's fun either way. Most people are playing. Uh, three yeah, year either plan, way, it's awesome. Three-year plan still has uh, no wins and no points, uh, so keep up the good work there. Well, um, this year isn't their year, clearly. Yeah, and I swear I won't Two forget this year also only has one win, so they may have forgotten this year. Or maybe they're just bad. <laughs> I don't know. If you're just bad... More power to you. Keep trying. You got it. It's going to come one of these days. Um, all right. How do you feel about this weekend? Last last question for you. Playing LAFC in LAFC. Last game of the weekend. It's a night game on Sunday. No Will Trap. No Hassani Dotson. But we're starting to score. And Ray has been, you know, Ray has been very strong. And realistically, like, Will Trapp had a really good game in the weekend, I think. He played a lot better. But at the same time, like, I don't know that Rosales stepping in is necessarily like the death sentence that it kind of feels like it is, you know. But I still am not confident. Death sentence feels so dramatic. Okay, like, well, when, have we, when have we seen Rosales play, like, terribly? You know no, what I mean? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, right away when I'm like, we're going to LAFC, no Will Trapp, that's going to be tough. But Rosales is, is, he'll be very proficient. This is actually a game that, like, I think it's worth noting um, should be kind of a game of the week where it's the second best offense versus the second best defense mm. in the league. So, you know, it's not, uh, what do they call it, an immovable object versus an unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty tough to move object versus a pretty tough to stop force so i think that thanks yeah it really rolls off the tongue but i i think this is a good game you Mm -hmm. know can minnesota's defense hold up and we've got some guys coming back you know people are healthy that's fun 
And then our offense is clicking, and LAFC's offense isn't terrible either. They've really plugged a lot of the holes that they had last year. They were you mean just defense. Like, just, yeah. Yeah, you said offense. Keep going. Did I say offense? Yeah. Uh, I'll rewind the tape. Anyways, uh, they plugged a lot of holes on defense, mm-hmm. and then Vela looks healthy again. Yeah. So, honestly, if I'm Major League Soccer, this is a game that should be getting a ton of attention. And it's also, like, the latest game in the day because yeah. it's, like, 9 o'clock. Yep. Are you going to be asleep? I might be half asleep. Nah, I'll be wide awake. I'll probably be at home. I'm not going to go anywhere for that, but I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be present. I think, I think they're going to get two, if not three, um, just because. They? Who's they? Which they? LAFC. Uh, I think they get two. Um, so if, if we can get, you know, if we can score two, I, I would not be shocked if we came over with a tie. Um, I don't feel super confident we can, um, but that's not going to make me feel any certain way. If we go down there and lose 2-0, I am, this is a game I'll be like, okay, like move on. LAFC is playing really good right now. We're getting going, and by the end of the year, I think it'll be a very different story if we face off again. Right now, I think they're going to they're gonna be pretty comfortable, um, but who knows? I mean, we scored six, ga- you know, six goals in the last two games, um, so there's no reason that we can't keep that rolling. Yeah, I think 2-2 is the worst result with the best implication comparatively. If okay. that makes sense. Like, nope, if but... we score two goals against LAFC, that's great. If they score two goals against us, it's understandable. Like, we're a good defense, but, like, we reacted. It's just they're good, mm-hmm. you know. And there's nothing wrong with being scored on by good teams. It's just how they score on you. And if mm-hmm. they beat you by their individual brilliance, that's great. If we have a total defensive meltdown, that's not what we're looking for, right? No. So I would say that we go in there and upset them 2-1, though. All right. I like it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and be full of homer. I'm yep. going to just lean into it and say, I think... That we're clicking. Reynoso has his family back. He's pumped. He looks happy. He doesn't look mad or moody, which, like, he's very transparent with his emotions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can see him in the games when he's just, like, kind of sulking around like a 14-year-old. Yeah. Just just got into secondhand serenade. During Instead of just saying that they look good or bad, I'll, like, just send you, like, which one of the seven dwarves I think Reynoso is looking. (laughs) He's, He's grumpy today. A little grumpy today. Maybe yep. some sleepy. Not sneezy. That's all can I know. You, can you name all of the seven dwarves? Um, I probably could if I if I have I had a minute. I don't think that'll make for very good radio. So I think we should just probably all move past that. I'm sure for the listeners out there, anytime you see us, feel free to put us on the spot. And I feel like I could get all seven. But I'm not going to have you But, but I won't do it when I'm being recorded, <laughs> is what he No says. one wants to sit here and listen to me talk about all seven dwarves no more than they want to hear us talk I about I guarantee how. you we're going to get so many comments or tweets well, saying sometimes... that. Just like everyone agreed that you said Rebels, not Red Bulls. Yeah. Just like everyone agreed that putting Delvin Cook as the Vikings player was a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, who was that? None of us will admit. It wasn't Alex. It wasn't me. You know, That's who, a social media that manager. One? They've been fired... Uh, we now have a new opening. Yeah, we also need a new HR person too. <laughs> Anyways, all right, you got two one. I'm gonna say two two. Now I'm gonna I say like three that, two. Oh, who loses? I, who wins? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna stick with two two. I'm gonna stick with two two. Two two is a that's a, that's yeah. probably the smartest choice. They're gonna get two on. I don't us. like. I, just, I do not think LAFC is as good a team as it looks like they are right now. But I will say that they're rolling, and I think that. I think that we're kind of hitting them at a, at a not great time. Um, again, come the end of the but year. But they're not hitting us at a great time. Right. So, an unlikely movable hot. object against a f- unlikely stoppable force. A pretty solid, yeah. decent top. Yeah. How many adjectives can you get? Right? All right. Let's, Let's get out of here. We said it was yeah. going to be 45 minutes. We're already at an hour. We just, we're just you know, having we too just much get fun. Chatting. Yeah. Now we're just getting to a Minnesota goodbye over the last like 10 minutes of this episode have just been trash. Which one of us are going to slap our knees and say, well, I really should get up go. slowly. I really yep. can't put you out like that. Let me just All tie right. my laces real quick, right? On the weekend, late Sunday night, we're at LAFC. 
Nothing bad can happen there. If we lose, that's fine. If we win, it's great. A tie is great. So really, we're going into a win-win-win situation, which is a good situation. Get those lineups set. And, I mean, that's it. I love that you were saying that just to me, not to our listeners. That part was just to get your lineup set. That's basically why we do this whole thing. It's just to remind me to get my lineup set. All right. All right. Go in. Go in. Go in.